Hallelujah. I want you to go with me to the book of Luke in chapter 5. Can I get my Bible, please? Luke chapter 5. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have found it, say amen. amen. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a leader from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land... They forsook all and they followed him. Father, we thank you for your word. The entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. Your word is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our path. Lord, we ask that you would speak through me today, that you would make my mouth like the pen of a ready writer. That every heart is receptive, every mind is alert. That your will be done. Move mightily, Spirit of God. We thank you that you speak to each person today. We give you the honor and the praise and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name and everyone shout amen. amen. I want you to understand, number one, that giving for the work of God is the responsibility of the born-again believer. Giving for the work of God is the responsibility of the born-again believer. If you think about it, we cannot, we cannot... Look to the world to support the work of God. Each of us here have been given the responsibility of supporting the work of God. It is family members that takes care of family responsibilities. Is that correct? It is family members that takes care of family responsibilities. Each one carrying their share of the responsibility. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7... So let each one give. Everyone say, let each one give. Notice it says, so let each one give. Writing to the church. That each one must understand that you have a responsibility. Can someone say amen? amen? So let each one give as he has made up his mind or heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Let each one give. So if each one gives, the load will be lighter for everybody. 
If each one gives, the load will be lighter for everybody. Everyone here this morning needs to understand that we all have been given the responsibility of carrying the responsibility of the ministry. Each person, not one person exempt. Each person. And if each person will carry their little share, the responsibility becomes easier for all of us. But if we leave it to one or two or three, then it might be too much for them to carry. That's why I said to you that the responsibilities in a family are responsibilities of members of the family. And I believe that we have people that are responsible in this family today. This is a family. I said this is a family. And we are responsible family members. That's what the Bible says. Let each one give. Not some, not a few, but each one. Each one not needs to understand that we all have a responsibility. And when a project like this shows up, each one carries his own little share. And if you carry your little share, and I carry my little share, and he carries his own, and she carries her own, then it becomes easy for all of us. Why? Because if each one gives, then it becomes easy for everyone to carry the responsibility of the house. Can someone say amen? So the Bible says, let each one give. So we, we give today because we are responsible. Can someone say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, giving to the work of God is not only a responsibility, but it is also a way of showing your gratitude to God for what he's done for you. Oh, Yeah. It's also a way of showing your, your gratitude for what God has done for you. Can someone say amen? amen? The Bible says in Luke chapter 7, I want to read from verse 36 to verse 50. If you would go there with me, Luke chapter 7, we read from verse 36. Giving to the work of God is not only a responsibility, but it's a way of showing your gratitude to God for what God's done for you. If you found Luke chapter 7, say amen. Let's see verse 36. He says, Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet. And with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head. This is so graphic. This is an amazing, amazing description. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? And he said to him, you have 
uh, and, and he answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss. But this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I want you to look at this important line here. It says here, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. We can also say to whom much is forgiven, the same loves much. We don't give just as a responsibility. We give because we love. We give because we want to say, God, I am so grateful for what you've done for me. And I know there are people here today, as I look into your faces, who God brought from nothing to something. There are people sitting here today, when you came into this place, you had zero. But today, you look back and you can tell that God has brought you a distance. And God has brought you to a place where you are now prominent, where you have not been blessed. And today, as you give, you're going to give because you want to say, God, I am so grateful for what you've done for me. There are people sitting here today. You were on your way to hell. You were losing your mind. But Jesus came and set you free. And Jesus came and brought you out from the mary clay of sin. And set your feet high upon a rock. And today you rejoice because of what he's done for you. There are people here today who were bound by demons. You couldn't sleep at night. But the day came that Jesus showed up in your house. And Jesus set you free. And broke the power of sin. And broke the power of the devil off of your life. And today. Today, you sit in this place and you rejoice because whom the Son of God sets free is free indeed. If I describe you, then give the Lord a biggest shout of praise the Lord in the house this morning. Here is a woman who came and she gave profusely. Here is a woman who came and yes, people judged her. And people said she did not deserve to be there. She did not deserve to touch Jesus. She did not deserve to weep on Jesus. She did not deserve to wipe the hair with, uh, his feet with her hair. Yes, people judged in the natural. But Jesus looked beyond that. And Jesus said, he that's forgiven little will love little. I believe that this woman was forgiven so much. That is the reason why she loved so much. Much. And there are people here this morning, you've been forgiven so much. God has done so much in your life. You can't help yourself. You just want to praise Him. You can't help yourself. You just want to give Him glory. You can't help yourself. You want to climb up the mountain top and you want to tell the whole world that I serve a God who is able to set people free. I serve a God who has brought me out. I serve a God who took me out of the clutches of the kingdom of darkness and He set me free. And because He set me free, I can sing. Because he set me free, I can dance. Because he set me free, I can rejoice. If you are free in this place, then I want you to take a minute and give the Lord a big shout of hallelujah. Give him all the glory. Give him all the praise. 
give him all the honor. Come on, I said, take one minute, one minute, one minute, and lift up the name of Jesus. Let the people of God shout to the Lord, because the Lord is good, and his mercies endure it forever. God is a good God. Can someone say amen? Hallelujah. My, my, my. You can look back and you can see where he's brought you from. For some of you that I know personally, I know your story. I can sit with you and I can tell you your story. I can sit with you. I can tell you where you came from. I can sit with you and I know where God brought you from. But look at where you are today. You can look back in excitement. You can look back and you can say, I am blessed. You can look back and you can say, God has set me free. You can look back and you can say, I am not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Can someone say amen? You can look back and you can say he brought me out of poverty. He brought me out when I was broke. He came and he set me free. And today I am blessed. I'm not just blessed, but I'm a blessing. Many of you could not even feed, but today you are feeding so many. Many of you had no money to pay your rent, but today you are paying rent for so many. Many of you were so bound by poverty, but as you sat in this ministry and we kept teaching you the truth and the word of God came and set you free from the poverty power of lack and poverty. Many of you couldn't even send money to your families, but today you are not just taking care of your family. You're taking care of so many families. And if that is you, then I believe you have to give God all the glory. You have to give God all the praise. And you might be sitting here this morning and you might say, Pastor Godwell, that does not describe me. But I'm here to tell you that today, that is going to describe you. In the day, in the weeks, in the months, and in the years to come, this was going to describe you. You shall also rejoice because God is setting you up and God is about to do something amazing in your life and through your life. God's about to raise you up. God's about to use you for his glory. Today you may not be able to feed, but I can prophesy to you this morning that after the service, God will not just feed you. God will feed many through you. Today you may not be able to pay your bills, but I prophesy to you, you shall not just pay your bills. You shall pay the bills of so many. Today you may not even have a house of your own, but I prophesy to you. You're not just going to have a house. You're going to have houses. And you're going to buy houses for many. Come on. Give God all the glory this morning. Give him all the praise. Hallelujah. Because with God, nothing is impossible. God's able to turn everything around. And it takes just one service. It takes one encounter. It takes one experience for God to turn your whole situation around. Hallelujah. You know, I travel and I. Tell people, even when I preach and I receive offerings in these churches that I go to, I tell them about the, church, about the people in this church. Because I've seen so many all these years. I've been here since the church started. So I've seen the lives of people. I've seen how God has blessed them. And I tell people in other churches that I go to, I tell them that gone are the days when our people walked for the church. Today our people walk with the church. Some people, some people actually have the Turks walk for them today. Somebody is going to be so blessed in this place that just like Isaac, the people will envy you. I said somebody is going to be so blessed in this place like Isaac. The people are going to envy you for the blessing of God upon your life. I tell them everywhere I go, I tell them. I tell them. I tell them. I tell them. They used to work many our jobs. Chabuk, chabuk. But today, ha, 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 God has brought you out. God has lifted you. God has raised you up. 
God has placed you on a pedestal. Can someone say amen? amen. What some of you couldn't make in one year, you make in a month today. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. I'm preaching good. I said I'm preaching good. What some of you couldn't make in five years, you're making in one month. Come on now. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. I prophesy to you. God is about to lift you up. God's about to raise you up. God's about to cause so much to come into your hands and through your hands. God's about to turn your situation around. You might even be here for the very first time today. But I prophesy that as you listen to these words and as these words resonate in your heart, that God is about to raise you up and God's about to do something new in your life. I believe that it is not where you go to that determines your prosperity. Rather, it is the one you know and his name is Jesus. Prosperity is on the inside of you. I said prosperity is on the inside of you. I said prosperity is on the inside of you. Can someone say amen? amen. My, my, my. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Someone here today is going to get so blessed. My God. The Bible talks about Isaac in the book of Genesis chapter 26. The Bible says God blessed him and God prospered him. And the man was so, so blessed. He was so, so blessed that the Philistines, the Philistines envied him. Somebody in this place is going to be so blessed that people around are going to envy you for the blessing of God that's upon your life. And for that, we shall begin to materialize through your life. And people shall say, my God, who made that happen? And you shall say to them, it is God that made it happen. It is God that has raised me up. It is God that has blessed me. It is God that has changed my story. Can someone say amen? amen. Whew. A brother came to the All-African Conference. This was two years ago. And as he sat in those meetings, he said to me, afterwards, he says, I looked at you preach. I said to myself, I want what's upon your life. And the brother made the transition and came over to this church and sat here for one year. He's still here even as I preach today. But he said to me, I sat here for one year and I achieved in one year what I couldn't achieve in three years. Can I tell you, somebody in this place today is going to achieve in one year what they have not been able to achieve in five years. Because I tell you, the power of God is here to raise you up. The grace of God is here to raise you up. But you see, when people see what this ministry has, and they decide to connect through their giving, they decide to connect to what this ministry has, I believe that God will begin to send the same anointing that's making way for this ministry upon your life, upon your business, upon your job. Some of you will have to start your own business because God's going to so anoint you and grace you and empower you. You don't have to work for everybody. You have to work for yourself and employ people to work for you. That is going to happen. So the brother said to me, what I couldn't achieve in three years, I achieved in just one year. Some of you have been working hard. You've been toiling and you've been doing everything you can but you walk like an elephant. You lick like, you eat like an ant. It's about to change. I said it's about to change. Amen. I said it's about to change. Can someone say amen? amen. Whew. Hallelujah. 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 Walk like an elephant, eat like an ant. Enough is enough. Tell three people enough is enough. Tell three people that's not my portion. That's not my portion. That's not me. I wouldn't walk like an elephant and eat like an ant. That's not for me. That's not for me. I'm blessing the city. I'm blessing the field. I'm blessing the country. Everything that I put my hands upon to do, 
prospers and comes a maturity. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord will provide. The Lord will supply all of my needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God will make all grace, every earthly favor and blessing come to me in abundance that I always having all sufficiency in all things. We have an abundance for every good work. Can someone give the Lord all the praise and glory this morning? Hallelujah. <laughs> glory to God. Ah, glory. The power of the seed you sow. That will open up new doors of opportunities to you. Today I tell you. As you give. New doors of opportunities are going to open. On Monday, I traveled to Paris, and I came back yesterday early in the morning. Now, let me tell you the story why I'm telling you this. This young man walked into my office about eight years ago. One of the guys who was attending the Congolese French service. He has heard me preach on seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. And one, one evening before the French service on a Monday, he walks into the office and he said to me, Pastor Godwin, I want to see you. He brings five euro. And apologetically, he was about to give it to me. He said, I'm so sorry. I know this is nothing. I know this is so little, but please accept it. And the moment he said those words, I rebuked him. I said, don't you say that. Don't you say that. Don't you say it is nothing. Don't you say it is too little. Because more beyond the money is your heart. I see your heart. I see the honesty. I see the heart that's willing to give. I see the generosity. I rebuked him. I said, change your words right now. And right in front of me, he changed his words. He said, yes, I've come to sow a seed. It was five euros. Honestly, I didn't need it. But you know, he needed a miracle. A lot of times we don't give because, or we don't receive because we need it. We receive because they need it. If you think you give because a man of God needs it, you, you, you must be smoking a very bad weed. <laughs> you don't give for my good. You give for your good. Amen. You don't give for my benefit because I'm not blessed by your giving. You are blessed by your giving. I am blessed by my own giving. You don't give to bless me. You give to bless you. Amen. Should I say that again? You don't give to bless me. You give to bless you. You don't give to bless the church. You give to bless your life. Amen. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is the one that's giving that's blessed. It is more blessed to give. It is more blessed when you release. So the one that's giving is blessed. More blessed. More empowered. I took that offering. I took that seed from this man. And I believed with him. And I prayed over him. Now it is this same guy. Who funded my whole trip? He funded everything. Put me in his house. I mean, the Lord's blessed him. You go, he's blessed. He's blessed. Took me all over, all over Paris. Paid for everything. 
He was here as a single man. Now he's a, he has a wife and two lovely kids. Oh, oh yeah. Monday, I got into his house, and the moment we, we, we sat down, because he had sent someone to pick me up from the airport, and the moment he got to the house, the moment he sat down, the word of the Lord came to me. Everyone said the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord, the word of the Lord came to me. The Lord said, tell him that I want to make him the boss of his own business. And he's not going to work for a man. He's going to work for himself, and he's going to employ people to work for him. And the moment those words came out of our mouth, he said, whoa, I have, a, I have a plan. I'm already starting a business of my own. I'm starting a business of my own. Look, that was a confirmation of something that he's about to embark upon. I said, because of what you've done, the Lord's going to make you a boss. The Lord's going to give you a business of your own. Can I tell you this morning, the Lord's about to turn somebody's life around. The Lord's about to change your story. The Lord's about to bless your socks off. The Lord's about to raise you up and put you on a pedestal. The Lord's about to bless you. When many are su suffering and struggling, you shall be blessed. You shall increase. You shall spread to the east, the west, the south, and the north. Can someone give God praise? Can someone give God glory in the house this morning? Hallelujah. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Seed time and harvest work. It works. Five euros eight years ago. Today you're funding my whole trip. Accommodate me. How, now you have a wife, you have two lovely kids. They really fed me. Did you see? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was bombarding you guys on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Why not? I'm not ashamed of the blessing of God. Pastor, why are you doing that? Why are you showing us everything? Why, why shouldn't I show you everything? Why should I be ashamed? Were you there when I had nothing? Why should I be ashamed of the goodness of God? Jesus said, that which I show you in secret, proclaim on the mountaintop. Amen. Let the world see that you serve a good God. Amen. And I'm here to prophesy to somebody, the world will see that you serve a good God. The, the world will see, they would know, even those who know you now, and they look down on you, watch it, they're going to look up to you tomorrow. They're going to say, your God is good. I see the blessing. I see the glory of God all over you. Because you shall be blessed wherever you go. Whether you live in Africa. Whether you live in Turkey. Whether you live in Europe. Whether you live in America. Wherever you live, the blessing of God shall walk in and through your life. And people shall rejoice with you. Some will not be happy. But don't mind whether they're happy or not. You serve a God who when he opens the door, nobody can shut the door. When he lifts you up, nobody can bring you down. When he says yes, nobody can say no. And I'm here to tell you, God says yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, I'm preaching better than you're responding this morning. Ha! Yeah. Ah, hallelujah. Glory to God. My, my, my. Ah. And I say, the man with an experience is not at the mercy 
of a man with an argument. You can argue all you want. This thing don't work. Well, I'm sorry you've come too late because it's working for me. You've come too late because it's working for some people that I know. You've come too late because it's working. This thing works. Tell your neighbor it works. Tell your neighbor God will not let you down. Ha! Tell your neighbor God will make a way where there is no way. Tell your neighbor when God lifts you up, nobody can put you down. <laughs> Tell your neighbor when God opens the door, nobody can close it. And tell yourself, God has opened the door for me. If you believe it, give the Lord a big shout of hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Give him praise. 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 Ha, ha, ha. Woo. My God. My God. My God. Eight years ago. Let me tell you this other story. Eight years ago, the Lord put on my heart. The Lord said to me, teach the church. For months. In actual fact, the Lord just said, teach the church. And then I go to Pastor Corey. And I said to Pastor Corey, the Lord wants me to teach the church on the importance of being a blessing to those that minister to them. When I said this to Pastor Corey, he said, I want you to do it in four weeks. Take a month and do it. In the English service and French service simultaneously, I was teaching on in the importance of being a blessing to those that minister to you. The last week, which was the fourth week. I preached in the English service and then in the French service, which was done back in those days on Mondays. So I come over here and I'm sitting in the office about to come out. And the Holy Ghost said to me, do not preach what you preached the previous day, which was the previous day in the English service. And I was about five minutes to come out to preach. And the Lord said, don't preach it. And then what do you preach now? <laughs> and I think it's a good thing to happen to preachers. That two minutes before you step up to the altar, the Lord said, don't preach that message. And now let's see if you can follow the Holy Ghost. Praise God, I came up here, preached a message, not what I wanted to preach. The Lord had a reason. I didn't even know why. A lot of times God don't tell you the reason. Amen. Just follow me by faith. You notice when he told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, I'll show you a place where you would leave. He didn't tell him where the place was. Some people want all the details before they obey God. If you're waiting for all the details, you never obey God. God don't tell you details. God gives a glimpse. Never tells the details. Lord, what will you do if I do this? Do it and see what I'll do. God don't give details all the time. He gives you a glimpse. Everyone say a glimpse. Obey me and see. So I came up here. I preached the message. Go back to the office. The moment I sat in the office, a couple walked up to me. They come to me with an envelope. They come to me with an envelope of 20 U.S. dollars. Now, 20 U.S. dollars, not that I needed it, really. There's not so much. You sit down, you eat 20 U.S. dollars in a meal, right? But guess what they were asking God to do for them? They said, Pastor God, we, we want you to pray for us because we're believing for a baby. You and I know $20 can't... Uh, But your $20, when it becomes a seed, will produce anything. <laughs> I've told this to people. I said when the money is released, it turns into a seed, not money anymore. The money turns into, while it's in your hand, it's money. When it's released, it's a seed. 
Money is limited, but seed is not. What a seed would do can feed a whole family. But what that money can do is limited. I was taking, I was taking let me do a, a side story now before I come back to this story. Still talking about seed. Now remind me of where I stopped. I'm a bearer. Don't let me forget. A side story. I was taken to the village. This was when my father decided to take the whole family because we lived in the city. And this was, I guess, 1982. We're all taken to the village and we get to the village. Guess what my father did? My father was born in 1939. My father took me to a particular portion where a coconut was planted in his name. In 1939. Now I look back, I realize that a seed can feed you, your family, your family, your family, your generation. Are you listening to me? 1939, the coconut was planted. And my father takes me to this place and says, this, this was planted in my name. It's my coconut. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Uh -huh. The power of the seed can produce for generations. Today, what you do for the kingdom would not just feed you, but it will take care of your children. So this couple comes to me with $20, and they say, we want a, a baby. I, take, I received that in faith, and I prayed over them. It was like a two-minute prayer. Because I've realized, you know, you realize that Jesus did not pray long prayers. Yeah. Father God, Father God, <laughs> please, Lord, help them. No, Jesus didn't do that. Religion does that. Because the thing they shall be heard by much words. But your father know what you need. Even before you ask. <laughs> so, I, I, we don't do this. You come with a seed, blessed. That's all you get. Pastor, is that all? That's too short. <laughs> Put my hand on the couple, prayed over them. About three months later, the wife was pregnant. He sends her, she goes to Paris, and he joins her in Paris. But before they leave for Paris, they come with another offering. This time around, they say it's a Thanksgiving offering. And they leave for Paris, and the first child is born. Two years after the first child was born, I get another message. Pastor Godwell, we have another child. Now the door is open. We have another child. And can we name this child after you? See, of course. So I, I have Godwill in Paris as I speak to you. <laughs> hallelujah. I said 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 hallelujah. There are some things that money can't do. But your money, when it turns into a seed, will give you that miracle. 
They can argue. They can force in the mouth. They can form in the mouth all they want. They can talk against this all they want. But it works. Because it works. Because it works. We see it work in the Bible. We see it work in our lives. We see it work in the lives of other people. If only you would believe. If only you would believe you shall see the glory of God. There is nothing that's impossible that God cannot do in your life. Nothing. Nothing. I don't care how tough, how bad, how terrible your situation looks right now. I can tell you today that your story is about to change. It's about to change. So the young man, as I was meeting with people in Paris, guys that have been through our church, he couldn't come to see me. He was extremely busy. But yesterday, actually the day before yesterday, my flight was late in the night of Friday. And so I got into town on Saturday early in the morning. He rushed down to see me. Went with me to the airport. And we were telling the story. We sat down. We talked about how it happened. The day you came into my office with your wife. He said, yes, Pastor, I remember. Can someone say amen? Amen. And now a second one is born. Can I tell you something? When your ministry is a blessing to people, there will be a blessing to you. I said, hallelujah. That's why I'm telling you that the number two thing that we have to understand is we don't give just as a sense of duty and responsibility. We give because we want to say to God, I am grateful. You've done so much. When I had nothing, you came in and you set me free and you gave me something. When I was... In bondage, you came, reached out to me and set me free. And I'm not the same anymore. When I had no child, you came and you blessed me with a baby. You blessed me with children. When I was not married, you came, you gave me a husband. You gave me a wife. When it seemed as if all hope was lost, God reached out and God set you free. And God touched you and God blessed you. And if I'm talking to you this morning, if God has done anything for you, then I want you to give the Lord a big shout of hallelujah in this place this morning. Hallelujah. Story after story. The moment this this brother came with $20 and it just seemed at that time people just God was in the business of giving people children. So I go out with Jonas. I hope you, you, you would recall. Jonas has been one of the uh, oldest, not in age, oldest in regards to uh, being in this church among the French-speaking people, right? So Jonas has been with us a very long time. So when, when Chiobo came to me and gave $20, Jonas and I went out the same week to visit with some people. We were following up on the French-speaking people. So we went to this place in Lalemi, and uh, we got to this, yes, yeah, we got to this house, and we were about to leave, and the lady said, uh, she, she was not even in the church then, okay? She just arrived, and her husband was here in the church. And she said to us, she said, I, I want, I, I'm believing God for a baby, okay? And she brings $5. Was it $10? Oh, $10. Jonas remember better than I do here. Jonas was me, with me because he had to go translate for me and all of that. This lady walks in, never been to this church, but she brings $10. She said, Pastor, pray for me. I want a baby. Praise God. You're married. I'll pray. (laughs) No, I just want to throw that one in. 
I want to throw that one in. Are you mad? I'll pray. So Jonas and I, we prayed over this, this, this lady. And uh, we left the house. I, I didn't need that. I gave the money to Jonas. Praise God. Oh, God. So <laughs> that's why he remembers it was $10. Ah, <laughs> 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 glory to God. Come on, someone shout hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, we walked out of the house and we came back and minding our business. And I, I walk out of the church uh, one of the days I was right here on the street. And I bump into the husband. And, uh, and he said to me, Pastor. I said, yeah. No, he couldn't speak English. And I didn't speak French or Lingala. <laughs> so he, he had to find a way to communicate that to me. He said, Pastor. I said, yeah. I said, Mama, bebe. <laughs> 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 Pastor, yeah, mama, bebe. In other words, my wife is pregnant. That's what he was saying to him, mama, bebe. Can someone say amen? amen. Tell your neighbor, mama, bebe. <laughs> Somebody's about to get pregnant with God's purpose. Somebody's about to get pregnant with a miracle. Somebody's about to get pregnant with a business idea. Somebody's about to get pregnant with God's purpose and God's vision. Somebody's about to get pregnant with a vision from heaven. My God, and I tell you, in the next six, seven, eight, nine months, that's coming a delivery of that which God wants to do in your life today. If you believe it, give the Lord a big shout of praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. My, my, my. Somebody is still caught up on that mama bebe thing. <laughs> You're going to leave this place and in the next week and two or three and a month from now, you're going to tell people, Mama Bebe, because you're going to be so pregnant with God's plan. You're going to be pregnant with God's breakthrough and miracle. You're going to be pregnant with a new business. You're going to be pregnant with a new idea. You're going to be pregnant with so much, so much. So much. Tell three people I'm not going to be the same again after today. Ha. Tell somebody my story. My story is changing right now. My story. My story is changing right now. It's, it's changing. Changing. Hallelujah. Ha. Glory to God. Luke chapter 8. The Bible says... From verse 1, now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. Watch this now. He says, and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons. Why do we give to say, Lord, we thank you? what you've done out of whom had come out seven demons and joanna the wife of chusa herod steward and susanna and many others notice what they did who provided for him from their substance who provided for him from their substance they couldn't keep their substance from him this one who set me free 
This one who casted seven demons out of me. This one who brought me from nothing. When everyone thought my life was going down the drains, he came and reached out to me and brought me out. The least I can do is to support him. Many are in this place. You were tormented. Jesus came and set you free. You had no purpose. He gave you purpose. You stood at the crossroad of life. He came and he reached down to you. He was able to save even to the uttermost. Those who called upon him by faith. Can someone say amen? amen. Can someone say amen? amen? Can someone say amen? amen. Can someone say amen? amen? No one in your family has ever owned a business. But today you own a business of your own. No one in your home has ever built a house, but you have built one. Come on now. Come on now. And you did not have to do anything wrong to do it. The Lord blessed you. The Lord increased you. The Lord raised you up. The Lord showed you how to get it, and you got it done. Can someone shout hallelujah? I'm going to run you through this very quickly. We look into the text, and I've preached from this text so many times, where we read from the book of uh, Luke chapter 5. We see right here that Peter's boat was chosen. The Bible says there were two boats. Now, I don't know who owned the, the other boat. I really don't care to know. But you know what this tells me? That Jesus chose Peter's boat on purpose. And can I tell you how that relates to you? You are here on purpose. You're not here by accident. You were chosen to listen to this. You were chosen to be here. Who had the other boat? Who owned the other boat? I don't know. The Bible does not give us any details about who had the other boat. But Jesus purposely chose Peter's boat. Tell your neighbor, I'm chosen for such a time as this. The next thing you need to see is the Lord wanted a platform. I want to say a platform. From where he would preach the word and he asked Peter and Peter was willing. Today, I believe there are willing people here today. That's going to give this ministry the platform to reach the nations as ECM comes up. The Lord wants to use what you've got. You've got to also understand that what Peter gave to Jesus. Notice now, notice now. What Peter gave to Jesus was Peter's means of livelihood. The boat was Peter's business. Peter was willing to give it. The next thing I want you to see, that despite the fact that he had toiled all night and, and was tired, what a time to make excuses. That was the perfect opportunity for Peter to say, Lord, I have walked all night. I can't give you nothing. This business has not been doing very well. And you ask me to give you my boat? I need to go home to my wife. I'm tired. Fishing, understand, if you know anyone who is in fishing, it's a very, very strenuous job. We're not talking about throwing in the line and expecting a fish. We're talking about fishing with a net. And it actually looks like it takes more time to mend the net when the nets are broken. Because you have to go home and mend the net and bring it back to cast it into the sea again. And you cast it and you expect the fishes to come. And many times they don't come. That tells me that there are some people that have worked and worked and worked and they've got nothing. 
They walked and walked and walked. They put everything they know into that business. But every time they did, the business failed. Jesus is here. I said, Jesus is here. I said, Jesus is here. I said, Jesus is here. Some of you have been casting your nets, but you've not seen nothing. And Jesus showed up and Jesus said, Peter, give me the boat. Can I use it? And Peter obliged. Yes, Lord. Use it. Peter could have said, Lord, I've been, uh, I'm tired. I need to go home. He said, Lord, use it. And you know what happened? The Lord used it. And when the Lord was done preaching, listen, I'm always trying to get you to see that our giving must come to the gospel. We give for the gospel. We give to preach the gospel. We give for the harvest of souls. ECM is going to bring in many. ECM is going to empower many ministers and ministries that will come from all over Turkey and from Europe and from Africa and from different parts of the world. And they're going to get empowered and go back to their respective cities and nations. And everyone they reach comes to our account. Can someone say amen? amen. So Peter was willing and Peter released it. And when the Lord was done preaching, the Lord said, now Peter, the same thing where you have failed, the same place where you have toiled, the same place where you did everything you know to do as a professional fisherman. That's, that's the same place that I want you to cast your net into. And at this time, I want you to go deeper. Jesus said, launch out into the deep for a catch. Now Peter says, Lord, we have been walking the whole night. Lord, I am, I am a good fisherman. This is what I've done my whole life. But, because you said it. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, obedience is the key to blessing. <laughs> but, at your word. But, because you've said it. But, because you've told me, I will do it. Today, there are some of you here, the Lord's going to tell you what to give. Even as I give the call, those that will give this and give that, your heart will be jumping in your spirit. You will be jumping on the inside. You know, that's, that's for me. And you might say, but I don't have it. No, the Lord is not telling you to give because you have it. The Lord is telling you to give because he's going to provide it. You know, Peter could say, Lord, I've done everything I could. Uh, I'm, not, I'm going home. Sorry. I've given you my boat. Bye-bye. Hasta la vista. Let's we'll see later. But I'm, I'm gone. No, he said, but at your word, I'll do it. Guess what? And Peter cast his net into the deep. And Peter is shocked. Peter is shocked. And my God, he's trying to drive the net in. It's too heavy. And he began to call his partners. Hey, guys, come and help me. Can I prophesy over somebody this morning that you're going to so catch... You're going to so catch and you're going to call your neighbors. You're going to call your friends. You're going to call people to come and help you pulling the catch. Because great shall be the blessing that God is going to bring into your life. You will be able to pull the blessing in all by yourself. Because it will be too big for you alone to pull in. You have to call your friends. You have to call your neighbors. You have to call your partners. You have to tell them to come and help you. Because the Lord is about to turn everything around and bless you more than you can ever own. Understand. Can someone give him praise and glory? If you believe that's you I'm talking to. Hallelujah. 
Now, let me say this to you. When we give, God don't drop money into our bank accounts. Neither does he send an angel to drop a bag in front of our doors. But guess what God's going to do? God will open up opportunities to you. <laughs> God, God, some of you are in business. Get ready for one client that will give you more than a hundred clients will do. Amen. This section believes it till you take it. Say some of you are in business. Get ready for God to give you one client that will bring in more than a hundred clients can bring in. Yeah, now they are waking up on this side. I say, you are in business. God's about to give you one, just one client that will bring into your life and business what 100 clients cannot bring in. Yeah. This section is not awake yet. Say, God's about to give you one client, just one customer that will bring into your life and business and family what 100 clients cannot. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because sometimes we think it's a numbers game. No, it's not a numbers game. Sometimes you have a hundred people and they're giving you this certain amount. But God brings you one person that gives you ten times what a hundred people is giving you. That's opportunity. Tell your neighbor that's opportunity. Tell your neighbor that's favor. God don't send money to your pocket. I don't believe in this miracle money, miracle money. Give me a break. Give me a break. This miracle money thing. Suddenly you open your account. Oh, wow, one million just came in. Who put it there? Who put the money there? Who put the money there? No, the Bible says he will bless the work of your hands. Lift your hands like this. Say, God will bless the work of my hands. Good. That's so good to know. I was, I was sitting in front of my TV. I'll be watching soap opera. And money will be transferred into my account from nowhere. God will send money from heaven. Do you know that God don't print money? If God did, it would be counterfeit. God don't print money. There is no printing press in heaven where money is printed. All the money is here. Tell your neighbor, all the money is here. I say all the money is here. And tell somebody else, I'm about to get some of them. Praise the Lord. You're clapping your hands. Clap it well then. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Father, today we thank you because we raise the, the, the money and we're closing all this budget for Eurasian Camp Meeting. I know, Lord, you've stirred the hearts of your people and I... And I thank you because you're speaking to them. And Lord, people are going to give today. Everyone can do something. And so we give you honor, praise, and glory. In the name of Jesus Christ.